0: This show is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network. Hello, I'm Emma-Jane Purcell and welcome back to Fail Harder, the podcast that chats to people at the top of their game about failure, from their first memory of failure to how they cope with it now. Joining me on the podcast this week, I have the powerhouse that is singer-songwriter Lyra.
1: One time I was doing one and a bloody delivery driver came to the door that wasn't even for me. I was like, oh my God, will he stop knocking? I was like... Is that? I told everyone I'm doing a live concert on Zoom and they kept knocking and I went out, and I was like, I just stopped and I was like, I'm really sorry, but there's someone at the door that won't stop knocking. He was like, hello, delivery. I was like, no, not for me. Move, go. (laughs) So like- I just wanted to get into the concert. I was like, give your ticket.
0: Having self-released her debut EP, Wild, Lyra caught the attention of people around the world with her song, Emerald, signing with Universal soon after. Since then, she has played sold out headline shows, Electric Picnic, had her music featuring Grey's Anatomy and performed on U2's album, The Joshua Tree. In 2019, her song, Falling, was nominated for Single of the Year at the RTE Choice Awards. But Lyra is not here to talk about success. She's here to talk about failure.
1: Fail harder, fail harder, fail harder,
0: fail harder, fail harder, fail harder. Lyra, you are so welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy that you're here. I am actually genuinely a fan. I remember when I first heard Emeralds. I shazammed that song you know it was oh. one of those things that like you know you I I heard it I, was It wasn't like on a show or it was on tv anyways I was like what is that song and I shazammed it and here you are now here i hear you on the podcast
1: I know, it's so cool. I'm so happy to be on it.
0: But let me explain the format of the podcast before we begin. So I have 20 questions Mm -hmm. in front of me, numbered at random. Most are straightforward. However, some are a little bit unconventional. And in the spirit of failure and trying to assert control over what life throws at us, you can pick the numbers.
1: (laughs) Be good to me, numbers. Be good to me. I've no luck, by the way, so I bet I'm going to get all like the bloody like hard questions the I'm really great. <laughs> um I'm gonna start off with two
0: this is actually such a good one to start on <laughs> did you ever fail anything in school
1: um I failed maths and Irish at the start you know when you do like your mock like junior certs mm-hmm. I failed them and my parents like, I think you should go down to pass. And I was like, cool. Yeah, I'll go down to pass. I was like, <laughs> grand fine by me. Still was borderline on like not getting there. And then thank God they jumped in with like grinds and everything. And with French. Otherwise, I think those would have be my like three failing topics because I was shockingly shite at them, like mm. the worst in the class. Like my French teacher hated me just because I was so bad. She was just like, there's just no hope for you in this bloody class. Like she didn't actually say that to me. Like she can. She would have been bloody fired. But like I could tell that she was just like, oh God bless this girl. She isn't no a word French in her. So you um, were not an academic then? No, I'm not. Like, I'm not gonna lie, I'm bloody not. Just not that. <laughs> I was amazing. This is so random. I was bloody amazing at science. Really? Yes. I'd done biology for my leaving cert. And biology and geography were my two highest grades. What is happening? Yeah, that's all right. Well, obviously that's not including music because that's like a cheat subject. Well, obviously, yes. Obviously. So (laughs) so were
0: were you always then like going to go down the music path or were you like, I might give this science thing a go? I was
1: never going to be Dexter's laboratory type of gal. No, <laughs> never. I mean, no, no. The closest I've got to laboratory is being on, or like a hospital is being on Grey's Anatomy. That's about it. Like that's where I go st- stopping. My, were... my dad was a biochemist. So okay. I suppose they just had kind of science in me and I loved it. Um, but I, I was never going to go there ever. I was okay. always going to do music. Were you,
0: were you like a good, you know, were you like well behaved in school?
1: Ah, uh, oh <laughs> I, I, I kind of was a bit of both. Like if I liked my teacher, I was like so good. Like butter would not melt. Like music teacher bloody loved me because I could always be there. I'd always have the homework done. I'd always be like ready to go. Science teacher loved me because I was the same. My geography teacher loved me. But then she was also the woman who was teaching me French. So in geography class, she loved me and in French class she fucking hated me. I was mm. like, girl, you're bipolar. I'm the same person. I'm just shite at French and I'm really good at geography. Um so yeah, I was okay. My principal wasn't like a massive fan of me at times because like I'd always like try and, I suppose, test the boundaries where like one day I came in with like my hair massively curled. Mm. And like, I have straight hair. And she was like, keep that hairstyle for the weekend. And I was like, sweet, Nora, what kind of weekends do you be having if this is as exciting as it gets for the weekend for you? I don't Or why. like, this is I so ordered the takeaway. Yeah, so straight. I'm like, girl, let your bloody hair down. It's okay. Live either. life.
0: Absolutely outrageous. And I also think, like, all the subjects, like, I actually still have dreams about my leaving search. Like, I'll still have random dreams where I'll be like <laughs> going in and I won't have like done anything. <laughs> I look at that. You know, I'm like, what? Like, was- Why is he 101? 101. It, it, it was so much as well. Cause, like, obviously, you're in school all day until whatever, four o'clock. And then they're like, right, do, you know, all of this homework. And oh, yeah, you want to have a weekend? It's like, no, literally no. exam papers. It's, it's actually so cruel. I don't think I'd be able yeah. for it now.
1: I don't think I'd be able for it. If somebody said to me, I'll pay to go back to school. I'd be like, no, I prefer to live on the street. I can't do it.
0: I always wonder if I would, um, if I pass any of the subjects now, do you think you would pass any of them if you had to do it again? <laughs> no
1: <laughs> <laughs> even music wouldn't I oh music I pass I'd be fine at that I'd be glad yeah, actually yeah. but there is like theory in music which like I haven't practiced theory in years so like maybe I might fail that element of it but like everything else I'd be buddy flunky Mac I'd be down the swanny Mac Swan or I'd be gone <laughs> <laughs> like, I always think it'd be like for get me as hell. yeah
0: I'm like I'd, pr- I'd hopefully pass English because I did a degree in drama. But uh, other than that, I don't think there's much that I like, get away. Yeah, I definitely fail the rest,
1: I'd say. I'd be shite at English because like even when at English and you'd be like doing like withering heights or something and the teacher just wouldn't be bothered reading it. So she's like, we're all going to take turns reading and we're going to go around the room. And then we'll come to me and I'm like, oh, it's a bit of a coffer. Oh, I'm saving my voice. I'm in the musical. I hated reading for the class. I literally... <laughs> Get anxiety. I'm like, I can't read. I can't read. I can't read. I oh, had such a bad mental block about They don't make people do grass. that anymore.
0: They don't make people do Thank that God. anymore. God, it's gone. Mm-hmm.
1: I was like, Oh my God, I'm so thick. I can't do this. So, were oh, you oh. always in the the school musicals then? Always and forever.
0: Same. Always, yeah, I was always in the musicals.
1: I'd be like, I can't come to French. I have rehearsal. She'd be like, You doing your bloody arse. You're in the bathroom pretending you're singing. I'm like, <laughs> okay, well, I'm going anyway. Bye. <laughs> what um, what
0: musicals did you do? What roles did you play while you were there?
1: I done Evita, and I actually played Evita on the first <gasps> half when she was younger, and my sister played Evita in the second half when she was older. I'm oh, bloody that. My parents like win-win. <laughs> Got two of them in the win. play. Yeah, Evita. Um, I know. I played Nancy and Oliver i Go love on. that i was like consider yourself i was like yeah i love that love it <laughs> uh, um i was like um, papa, um, papa. I bloody love myself. the only thing about that which really annoyed me is one year they done anastasia but i couldn't do anastasia because you can't do you you can't really be in the musical if you're doing an exam they say if you're an exam year yeah so yeah. i couldn't do it that year and like the evita and um, the anastasia costumes were amazing and then I got to play Nancy she didn't change bloody costumes I won red red dress for the whole play I was the red dress cautious. I was you... like
0: oh radiant. you did gr- you did great parts though I was always had to play the man because I went to an all-girls <laughs> school and every single year I, I was always always cast as a man I was like oh my god oh, please no. let me have one of the lovely dresses I played like Gaston and Beauty and the Beast. Oh, <laughs> These are good and me, then man. Again, you're going and what? like
1: What kind of a message are you trying to send me here? Do you know, you're like a fifteen year old girl. Like, oh like this is not good for my confidence.
0: <laughs> no, no. <laughs> right. Shall we move on okay. to the next number? Okay, let's go for fifteen. Number fifteen. Okay. What was your biggest lockdown failure?
1: Um. Mine, easy, simple as pie. We couldn't do much in anyway because we were in lockdown. So the only thing that I really failed at was making that bloody Instagram banana bloody bread. I could not get the hang. Like, it's so easy. There's Roz and she's whipping them up like they're going out of bloody fashion. I know. And I made mine and I was like, I put it on Instagram and I was like, hacking it with the biggest knife <laughs> of ever seen in your life and one guy commented like did you bake that in the freezer I was like yes it looks like I did oh shocker shocking
0: yeah you do you ever I absolutely love Roz by the way like I just love her but do you ever wake up like you've had like a night out or you're you know just being like a lazy person and you wake up and you look at your Instagram and it's like you know 10 a.m and Roz has hiked a mountain and she's cooked oh. like Red, and you're like, I know. How are you so productive? Like she's just she's a bloody beautiful. Wonder Woman. She is a Wonder Woman. She's amazing. <laughs> I'm like, I, I look at her. I'm just like, how, how has she already done this? Like I'm literally getting out of bed.
1: <laughs> I know. I'm the same. I'm like, oh my god. And you look so fine in all your hiking clothes. And I literally go hiking. I look like I've camel toe all yeah, the time. Yeah, I know. So
0: <laughs> Not a good look.
1: How did you find lockdown
0: generally? Because obviously you're a singer and that is your bread and butter, and that was you know gigs, live gigs, everything was taken away. How did you find that time?
1: I found it extremely hard at the start. Like, um I suppose like everyone, you know, when we first went into it, nobody really knew what was going on. Like, it was kind mm. of like a, oh, okay, well, this is just like maybe two weeks, maybe three weeks, maybe four weeks, and then when it kept going on and it realized how severe it was and how dangerous the world was at the time um I really was down because I just come off my first headline Irish Shore which had sold out and I was packed out for a whole summer of festivals that I'd like mm. never done before and was really starting to kind of like make my mark as an artist and people know who I am and it was gone and I was I was gutted. I was like, you know, things started getting cancelled one by one, and there might be like a few left in a few months, and you're like, okay, I'll focus on that. That will be like the lifestyle in the tunnel for me. And then like a few weeks later, be like, oh, that's now cancelled. Oh, that's, not, and it just kept happening. And I was like, ground all Day. And I was just like, I, at the start mm-hmm. I was like, I can't, not that I couldn't cope. That's dramatic. Like, there's way yeah. worse things in life. Like, I was still living. I didn't get COVID. I'm very grateful that, you know, I'm healthy and all that. But like, I was just in a bad place mentally I was like wow is this me done am I am I gone now like mm. you know you have to be very fresh off the bat in music like you know there's always somebody new who can sing who can write songs you know that will take your place that's just it that's just our game mm-hmm. and um you know people were doing a lot on line and you know TikTok and stuff like that and It was great because they were able to like get themselves out there and like, you know, people got signed off TikTok during lockdown, which is amazing for them, like being able to have that platform in such a pandemic that, you know, they lived their best life through it. That was great. But like, I'm not that great at social media, so I felt like I'm going to get lost and I'm going to be forgotten and get taken over. So. Yeah, I, I struggled a lot at the start. I was like, oh, what, what am I going to do? Then I started doing some like Zoom tours of like American stuff with Live Nation, which was great. And it kind of got me going. Like, I got myself a little mixed, desk. And I learned a few new things, learned how to like produce at home on my own, which is great. It kind of like started lifting my spirits. I was like, OK, look, you're learning new things. You're dealing with it. You're still getting out there, but you're trying to get my music through a zoom computer because my voice is so loud yeah, like, you've it such really a, is. like it like it would
0: feel like the a, a concert hall like it's just yeah like i just can't it's, it's not a it's voice hard. that can be contained like it needs to be out yeah, there it, oh. It's like
1: so like it just wasn't put out there in its best light because the computer was bloody peaking. My neighbors were like banging on the door, left, right and center, but, like shut up. And I was like, oh, one time I was doing one and a bloody delivery driver came to the door that wasn't even for me. I was like, oh my God, will he stop knocking? I was like, who is that? I've told everyone I'm doing a live concert on Zoom and they kept knocking and I went out, and I was like, I had to stop and I was like, I'm really sorry but there's someone at the door that won't stop knocking. And he was like, hello delivery." I was like, no, not for me, move, go. <laughs> So like, I just wanted oh, to get geez. into the concert. <laughs> I was like, give your ticket, the fiver. Yeah, in in that delivery bag. He was like, oh my God, this <laughs> is let me in. <laughs> oh, I was so cringe. So that was my lockdown of love. Oh. I mean, that's
0: so tough because the amount of work you put into, like getting the music out there, building your mm-hmm. name. And then, you know, when it's all taking off to have it taken away from you like that. Yeah. I can only imagine the fear but I mean it's come around like you seem to be everywhere at the moment and you have a new single out which is absolutely unreal by the way it's so good thank you it is a box. I keep losing my <laughs> <laughs> I know why I always do
1: that movement when I sing it, oh no like, it is it really like steps? I'm like you nah, do
0: keep... yeah you want to do a bit of a like gaga dance like it's just <gasps> yeah it's class it's oh, thank you very much thank <laughs> well, yeah, you it seems to have really kind of like picked up is that how you're finding it
1: yeah definitely like I was like I'm going balls to the wall once I'm out of this lockdown there's no going to be no stopping me I'm going mm-hmm. so like we were like Lose My Mind was a great song to bring out after lockdown because it's fun and it's poppy and it's dancey and it's like you know things are starting to open people are starting to go out again so what better than to give them a a bit more of a dance song I suppose. to my other stuff is like way like, like oh so I was like <laughs> let's let's go for it let's just go for something fun so um it, that was great and then you know I suppose once people like knew like she's back um things really started picking up for me and Super. I'm just grateful that I haven't been forgotten so I, that would be my worst nightmare so you have no I'm just extremely grateful we will never forget you um, but did
0: you write yeah <laughs> We'll never forget you. Um, did you write a lot of music in the lockdown then? Because I know a lot of people, especially I've chatted to you on this podcast, are, you know, different artists or whatever. And they're like, I actually couldn't mm. write anything in the lockdown that they didn't have any sort of motivation to do anything. Yeah. Or were you the opposite? Were you able to write new music?
1: At the start, I definitely was like, I couldn't write anything. I couldn't write a shopping <laughs> sphere if I tried. To. I was just like, oh, what was me? Help me um it was pretty pathetic to myself and I was just like I was in the kind of frame of mind which is like I have so many songs and I can't even get them out there so I'm not writing any more songs I was like <laughs> almost boycotting myself I was like what are you doing this is your career
0: and I know, then yeah.
1: I decided then around Christmas time I was like Not only was I going to write a new Christmas song, but I was going to produce a Christmas album. So I went from like zero (laughs) to like a thousand and ten. I was like, I'm going to do this now. And then I wrote the Christmas album, The Magic of Christmas. I uh, produced the whole thing myself. And I was just like that kind of got my mojo back. Yeah. And then I actually wrote the Riverdance song. That's on the Riverdance animation. I wrote that during lockdown. So like a few bits I have written during lockdown, done a few Zoom sessions, but they kind of kill your soul because like you have to go off and record all your vocals at home, like on mm, your own. Yeah. And it's just like, you're not really vibing. Like I was totally. like, I just didn't vibe myself. I was like, I can't do this. I don't know what I'm doing. Do you, I she do you- sent them, sent some vocals and they were like, you've actually recorded it through your Mac computer mic and like there's me with a massive mic set up like i bought the whole thing spent a fortune on it press record and it was still recording to my Mac speaker and I sent the producer and he was like you have to redo the whole thing I was like mm. oh my god help me
0: I know that has happened to me before the exact same thing with audio that I spent ages doing something and I had this mic here whole thing done took me ages and then I sent it away and they're like does not sound like it's been recorded with a mic, and I was like,
1: What?
0: Oh, no, yeah. And I hadn't put changed the system preferences.
1: Oh, story <laughs> of my life, girl. Story of my life, isn't it? Just like your heart, it's just
0: you're just like, I can't, I can't, oh, so yeah, I like, I can't do it again. So, Have you write more. with do you write with different people then, usually, or is, does it depend on the, the song?
1: Um. I write a lot by myself like I'll Mm -hmm. start a lot of my songs my ideas by myself and then like have a session with like I normally work with a producer and I'm like I have this idea it kind of goes like this and I'll wail down the phone to them and try to explain to them what I'm going for and they're like okay cool let's put a track together and then you know they'll do the track and then I'm like oh the verse then this is how it should go and so I do lots by myself and then producers come in or like, I'll start as a producer and get the ball rolling. But it's normally just me and one other person. Right. I've done the whole thing where like they flake you into room with like 16,000 people like that's how all the best pop songs are written. And I'm just like, shoot me. I oh. want to write the best pop song then because this is giving me anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I just that's just not my creative process. It's I'm very. On my own, me and then me and a producer. That's how everything works best for me anyway.
0: Do you ever have like a song that you think is going to be the bee's knees and then it doesn't end up working out and one that you think isn't that great and then it's the best song ever? Does that happen to you?
1: Yeah, there's one song that I've written and I'm not a fan. (laughs) And everyone I send it to is like, oh my God, I love that song. And like, it's not that they're even like trying to like lick my arse about it. Mm-hmm. Like months later, they're like, I can't stop listening to that song you sent me. When's it coming up? And I'm like, never. I fucking hate it. Really? And like, what? And I'm yeah. like, I don't know why I cannot stand this one particular song. Yeah. And everyone's like obsessed with it. He even got invited to London to like one of Andrew Lloyd Webber's sons Um, has like this music night where he'll bring creatives together to like perform these songs that they're wow. not using that you know people can take them or like you can pitch them to people or whatever like it's had some like crazy big names like people who've written like for Britney Spears everything it's amazing wow and he invited me to sing that bloody song and I'm like what why are you <laughs>
0: doing this song? yeah that does happen that's why I ask the question I always find that there's something that you just don't think that that's great but then other people really respond to it it's hard though if you're not that confident in your, confident in it yourself to be like yeah i'm gonna
1: put it there yeah mm. it's weird and it's then there's weird. another song that i'm obsessed with and no one seems to be bothered <laughs> about, I'm Like, cool i'll just forget about that shall i yeah, <laughs> pour my heart and soul into that one Put <laughs> that one my <laughs>
0: <laughs> right should we move on to the next number what would you like
1: yeah uh let's go on unlucky 13 unlucky
0: 13 oh this is an unlucky one <laughs>
1: oh shite
0: okay Lyra could you please try and spell the word
1: oh no not that I hate spelling (laughs) you you did pick 13 (laughs) Um, spell mischievous I'm going to be so cringe when this comes out (laughs) M-I-S I can't Extra nervous. I'm like, oh, no, but like everybody the gets
0: them wrong, <gasps> apart from like one person, M-I-S-C-U. I think, so far.
1: You no. i o o u s. I don't know. I can't do it. C a t. Okay, uh, how do you spell it? It
0: looks like mischievous, but you pronounce it mischievous, so it's m i s. See, I'm even looking at it here because I'm not even sure. M i s c h i e v o u s. Yeah this, no, this. yeah. Well, pause. I didn't want it. that question. <laughs> <laughs> next <laughs> number. Like, yeah, Hopefully, the next good. one will be <laughs> a luckier number. What would you like?
1: Um, let's go for six.
0: Number six. Okay. Do you try to sugarcoat your
1: failures? No, no, I really don't. No, I'm so hard on myself. I just don't. I just can't. Mm. I just think, what's the point? If you failed, you failed. What's the point? And we're like, well, yeah, I failed. But I kind of, did. it wasn't really my fault because it was this and it was that. Like, I just don't see the point. And that if I failed, I failed for a reason. And I, I will openly tell people. Yeah, Like the time that I done the arty orchestra for Christmas, the um Christmas ball in the three arena with the orchestra. And I started singing Mother. And I was so bloody nervous. I completely messed up the timing. And like, I could have continued, but I was like, I fucked it, and I literally stopped. And they said to me, "Don't curse; it's live on air." I stopped, and I was like, "Sorry, guys, I fucked it." And they were like, <laughs> oh. and "I was like, oh fuck, I'm not no curse." And then I just done it, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is just turning around this. And the whole <coughs> orchestra behind me had to stop. And I was just like, "I'm really sorry; I couldn't continue. That was so bad. I was so out of time." And I, I just think you're dead right, the though. Entire audience; it was packed. It was sold out. I'd never played there before in my life, and I was just like, "That's it. I have to tell them." No, That's you're dead.
0: You're dead right because there's nothing worse than when you see someone and it's out of time. Like it happened to Dale, who's a Dale on some. Yeah, remember? And then she, what? That was a few years ago. Now she got up and she was like out of time, or was it that she was? Was she doing the, the tribute? Pitch? It was something she like was that. Doing a tribute. And, it, yeah. uh, and then that, she went up and did it again, like at another event a few weeks later. But I always think like you're dead right to just stop and start again.
1: I had to. I was like, I was like, this is mort. And like, <laughs> I'm the only person that's going to look like a bloody wagon because the orchestra are playing perfectly in time. The flutes are fluting, the drums are drumming. And there's me like, oh, ah. I was like, no. <laughs> This is better to stop and
0: start again because, like, there's nobody ever going to not think you're a good singer. So, like, you've already nailed it like being an unbelievable singer. Do you know what I mean? So, no one's gonna be like, God, she's terrible or whatever. So, you are better just be the start. Diva. Diva, Diva, stopping the orchestra. Do you not have um, an earpiece or did you not have an earpiece with? No, because
1: actually, you, you don't use click when you're singing with an orchestra. Right. Okay. You just have to go with it, you just have to vibe it. And I was like, oh i was like i can't because sometimes when i get nervous my hearing is shocking like for a musician that is like the worst thing ever but sometimes when i get nervous my hearing just like zones out like when i done my late late interviews for on the couch for the first time a couple of weeks ago and ryan asked me a question the first question i I couldn't even hear what he said because i was so fucking nervous walking to the couch i was like sorry what (laughs) and they were like what's happening here and i was like i'm sorry when i get nervous i go but deaf and he's like cool Okay, I'll let's go again. again.
0: <laughs> so, do you get nervous um, a lot? Would you get nervous a lot before performances?
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. I brick my, like, I get so nervous because I just feel like, say, if it's one of my own shows, like I want people to enjoy it so much. And, like, I'm always like, they've paid money to come see me, like, I can't get it wrong, or I can't be shit, or you know, I put a lot of pressure on myself to give back as much as they've given me. So, I build it up and build it up and build it up so much in my head. But once I get on stage and after that first song and like the reception of like people clapping, I'm like, okay, look, they're on your side. Yeah. Relax. Like, or like if I'm supporting somebody, I'm always going on stage and I'm thinking, okay, these people haven't come for me. So I have to make sure that, you know, I try and win them over or that like they like me or that, you know, I'm good enough to be here or like, if Gavin James coming on next, I'm like I can't be shit in front of him because I'd be mortified. Like, yeah. so I just I kind of put a lot of pressure on myself before I go on stage, so then it gives me extra like nerve break. Yeah, and like stop just being nervous it's a out.
0: horrible horrible feeling isn't it like you do sure. have that feeling you're just like why am I why do I even do this yeah you know, you're just like I just don't know why I've put myself to this and then it's always fine like it's always grand it's always it's like the interview grand. before
1: the late late I was like I don't think I want to sit on the couch I don't want to sit on the couch I'm not sitting on the couch I'm not, couch. I'm not going to the couch and they were like you're going to the couch they're like this is like amazing for you you're going to the couch and I was yeah. like I can't go to the couch and then I went and I was like as if I'd just been there all day I was like ah, blah, 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 just blabbering <laughs> shite as if I was talking to
0: my dad and there's something and about like, the oh, late late oh. as well as an Irish person it's such a like if you're on the late late you've made it do you know what it's like yeah, you know, everyone goes up watching the late late, and all the like amazing, yeah. you know, actors, singers, yeah. whoever are on it. So you can't, you can't not sit on that couch. You have to
1: embrace it. I was so nervous that I'd curse because obviously you can tell <laughs> by now I can leave out a few S's and B's and stuff. And my manager was like, "Please, please don't curse, please don't curse." And I was there, and I was like, "Jesus, oh, so that's so I hard." hard like, to manage don't. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I was like, "Don't curse, don't curse, don't curse." Oh but God, you you shocker.
0: Must- You must be exhausted after you do shows, though, because as you said, you give everything I got. You can definitely Mm. tell that that like it's amazing because you do Mm. expand so much energy and you give your audience so much. Like, are you shattered when you're finished or do you have an adrenaline buzz? Mm -hmm. I don't.
1: I actually like I go on stage and like I turn into the Hulk. I like go crazy. I'm like my neck, the veins are coming out of my neck. So I'm like trying to sing so much. And like, I love to perform. Like I, I say this at every show. Like I can't dance. I openly will admit it, but I love getting on stage. Like I like to dance to my songs. Like, and, mm-hmm. and whether I look like a fool or not, I just can't stop. So yeah. like, I'm there like dancing on the stage, like a Muppet and trying to sing these, like they're quite belty songs and the courses are always quite big. Yeah. So it's like, um, when I come off stage then for about an hour I'm like buzzing I'm like oh my god I can't believe it and after that I'm like bang I need to go to bed I'm wrecked no, and after everyone's parties. like wrestle party party and I swear to god I could drink like 15 bottles of wine and I'd still be as sober as a judge it just, I just can't get there because I'm really? so tired yeah,
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah. I say that now you'll see me after the New Year's thing I'm like what yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like liar <laughs> Phoning It In is back. Hello, my name is Dave Coffey and I'm the host of Phoning It In, the hilarious improvised phone-in show. Think Joe Duffy meets your favourite Irish comedians. Our first episode back is already out and features the young hot guys, Tony Cantwell, Shane Dan Byrne, and Killian Sunderman. This season we'll also have lots of bonus material available on Headstuff Plus, including new improv style games with all your favourite guests. Phoning it in is available every fortnight wherever you get your podcasts and on the Headstuff Podcast Network. Thanks for listening.
0: Such a liar! How did you what get? T- how did you get? Like, how did it all take off for you? Then, you know, did you leave school and start trying it straight away, like trying to be a singer, or was it kind of like a a slower journey for you? Like, when when did it kind of start?
1: Yeah, it was definitely a slower journey. Like I, you know, was raised in a family of very good singers. So I never was like, would ever go around blowing my own trumpet being like, oh, I'm amazing at singing, by the way. Because mm-hmm. like everyone could sing. Like one of my friends, anytime we've, uh, you know, session gaff, she always starts singing. And I'm like, oh, Maria, your voice is, I love her voice. I think it's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. She doesn't think she can sing, but it's gorgeous. Um, <clears throat> So I, it was only like, Afterwards, when I first started writing songs and like. That I decided, oh, I could do this because I can sing, but I can also write music. And, yeah. you know, Emerald was the first song that I actually wrote by myself. And I wrote about my nan because, you know, she was old and she was ill. And I wanted to kind of show her that like there was a different side to me in music rather than just the singing, because she was very worried about me being in the music industry. Mm. because sure as we all know like she was like there's no money in it yeah like you know how are you going to live on that or like it's so thick blah, 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 which are all true things and true comments um so I kind of wanted to assure that I didn't just like sing everyone else's songs I was singing my yeah. own songs and it's only kind of when I done that that I was like this is it yeah. and I actually put Emerald up randomly on SoundCloud and I just wanted to see would it get any hits or like, you know, would people comment on it? And then it actually got picked up and I got loads of emails from record labels in England wow. and I had no management. I had nothing. And they were like, come in, let's talk about things. Blah, blah, blah. So I did. And I went in by myself and kind of like wing it. Like I didn't have a bloody clue. Like I had written a few more songs after that. Yeah. And I played them to him. And now I'm like, Jesus Christ, why did you play those bloody demos? They were sh- shocking. <laughs> But anyway, they loved it. And they were like, oh, this is amazing. But it just, at that point, my life wasn't clicking fully. Yeah. My nan was sick. I wanted to spend some time with her. I didn't want to give that up for anything. Yeah, I didn't absolutely. want to give it up for my career, basically. Um, And, you know, some people do say a lot of things and not do a lot of things. I couldn't yeah. ever forgive myself if I if I let myself believe what they were saying and went for it and missed out on like my nan's last few months, mm-hmm. I would have never forgiven myself. So I was like, stand back, I'm moving home to Ireland. I'm going to look after my nan. And uh, if they want me when I come back, then they want me. Yeah. And then I actually spent a lot of time just discovering myself as an artist, the sound I want to have, the person I want to be. Like they wanted to meet, to be something very different than what I am. Like, really you know, they were commenting on on my diction a lot uh, about my pronunciation of ths in the songs and like <laughs> about my look and stuff like that and I just took time out and I was just like I can't be bloody anything else I can't pronounce my ths and I like sounding loud when I sing and i i love my voice like this it they didn't like it and um that's fine like you can't bloody please everyone like that's grand yeah. that's it's a few people in in the world like not in the world but like a few people in the industry so I think that's um,
0: I think that's incredible though because so many people trying to break into the music industry I think will be so impressionable especially early on Mm. in your career like that if you were told something by you know someone who's quite high up with a lot of power it might be very easy to be like oh okay you know I'll you know do what you're asking but It's probably why you're doing so well now that you were just like, no, this is who I am. This is what I do. This is what I like. And that now has stood to you rather than trying to pretend to be this whole other person.
1: Yeah, like I probably would have got there a lot fucking quicker if I did, but (laughs) I would have been a lot unhappier. And like, I I probably would have been dropped by now because I wouldn't have been able to keep it up. Yeah. You know, I I wouldn't have been able to keep that journey and that story going because it wasn't me. So I would have given up because I just couldn't do it or I would have given up because I would have been so unhappy. Yeah. So it was like do you want to go and make it fast but not do it the way you want to do it or do you want to take your time and if it happens it happens and if it does you'll be an extremely happy artist and if it if it doesn't then you fucking tried but you tried your way. Yeah. And that's what I done and it was a gamble and it has worked out for me, which I'm very grateful for because I know it doesn't for everyone. And, you know, I know some people think like, oh, she's just come out of nowhere. Like I fucking slaved my arse off. I worked yeah. myself to death to pay for my first EP that I bought out for by myself. And I've learned a lot. So I'm just going to keep going until somebody tells me, back, yeah. off. <laughs> back off. And then How- I'm still going to keep going. <laughs>
0: and then I'll still go how do you find like the music industry now do you find like that life now that you are a singer and you have a name is it at all a bit strange do you know do you get recognized
1: I do yeah but I actually like I'm at the point now I I think it's cool I'm like ah, people are asking for photos this is so cool like because <laughs> I'm like I don't know I'm just such a plain gene. I just, I, I kind of forget if you know what yeah. I mean? Like, you know, I went, I was in London the other day and one of my friends was starting for a Harlequins game. And I was just like, oh, I'm going to go up and see the game. And there was a girl there and she was just like freaking out that I was there. And I was just like, Oh my God, this is, and I couldn't stop laughing because I was like so nervous and I didn't know what to do. And I was like, what do I do here? Like, and let's then, be best friends. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm mortal. I don't know what to do. Like, I didn't know how to respond mm. to it because I'm just, I don't think of myself as that to other people, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um. So I, I think it's great. And like, I sat down with her and chatted to her during the game and took a selfie with her for her mom and stuff like that. And that's just like normal. Ah. I'm just, I'm just going to be so normal about it and you said earlier I just find it weird I don't even know how even to to explain it because I'm just so fucking I suppose it's nice (laughs) now at the point that like you have as you said you've slogged and now you're kind of
0: you know it's it's working out and it's going well and I suppose it's nice to have a bit of recognition you know you want people to listen and to like your music
1: it's a good thing yeah and it's cool to get recognised because then you're like oh people are actually looking at me yeah you know like rather than like not getting recognised you're kind of like are people actually listening and like Mm. you know it's just like okay yeah people are listening to me people are taking interest people are recognizing me people are taking note of me as an artist you know it's not it's it is really nice you're yeah. like oh wow cool mm-hmm. That's
0: you, you were saying earlier that you'd struggle with social media is that like something that you are you trying to be better at it or like it's it's a hard one I've chatted to this with a lot of guests in the podcast because you, you've a lot of people who are naturally artists aren't really naturally influencers they don't really like that part of it how do you find it
1: um like it's great to be able to get yourself across as an artist like you know get people to see my music video or get people Mm. to you know let them know that things are coming up you know it's you know social media is all around the world so i can be like oh hey guys not that I am, I'm not there, but like I'm going off to America to do some gigs or like, hey guys, I'm going to Sydney to do some gigs. And like, you can tell people by that. So I think it's good that way. But like, I'm just shocking at it because I don't know what people want to see from me. Like, I don't know. I don't know what, how to be anything but me Mm. who sits at home writing songs and then me who gets on stage and sings my songs. Yeah, that's That's who I know how to be. And that's, where I'm very comfortable and you know where I'm very professional at because that is my passion but I don't know how to get myself across on social media because it's just it's not my passion and it's uh sometimes I just get mortified and I'm like people don't give a fuck what I eat for my breakfast people don't fucking care what what I'm doing like They just want my music. So that's what I try and stick at. So I do need to get better at it because I do want people to know me as well as a person, which is great that, you know, we can have the chats and stuff because like some people probably look at my Instagram like, oh, she looks up her own arse. (laughs) I I don't know that I'm not. But uh, just do more podcasts. Those are
0: podcasts. (laughs) Right. Shall we move on to the next number? What would you like?
1: Yeah. Let's go for blah, blah. Okay. Let's go for number one.
0: Number one. Okay. Who do you go to when you failed?
1: My family, your family. They're the only people I really go to to put on a subject because just because they know me inside out. um, And they know like each one of them knows how to react to me with different situations. my sister, I could go to for anything because yeah. we're like best friends. Like we are like body and tight. I love her to death. <laughs> like she is my one. And is she a musician she as well? Her. No, she's no. Not. She's like, she was in TV. So like she is still artistic, but she's just had twins <gasps> and a two year old. So now she's full time mom. Wow. Which is like the is coolest they? slash hardest job ever. Mhm. <laughs> Um so I could go to her with anything after failing anything. Um my dad is very logical. So like if I've things. Actually, when I went through like my breakup a couple of years ago, I actually basically went through the whole thing with my dad, oh. which I thought it would be my mom, but it was my dad because he was so logical thinking about everything that I needed that because I yeah. was so emotional. I needed the opposite to me yeah whereas my mom is very like me and she's very emotional so like if I want to ring if I fail to something and I just need somebody to vent to and have a good bitch about I just ring my mom and we're both like (laughs) on the phone to each other on FaceTime with a glass of wine like I can't believe he said that yeah she's great for those then as well and then Mm -hmm. I have my my brother who like I go to him if I fail to something but maybe it's Like not as serious, and I just need somebody to tell me to fucking get over it and give me a good laugh and be like, Yeah, pick my kind pick myself back up and give me a boost in confidence and then like make me laugh my arse off. So they're like different roles that my family give me, so I know who to go to for each separate failure in my life. You you kind (laughs) of go
0: to who you you do usually well, okay. No, not saying you, like I would usually go. I think like subconsciously to the person I'm going to get the reaction I want back yeah, you know no that kind of way me, yeah. <laughs> yeah you're like I want advice but I really want this answer so I'm going to ask this person because he will definitely yeah. tell me to do this thing totally. so I don't really mom, want the like, advice
1: well, maybe he just doesn't love you anymore I'm hanging up now mom I'm Hanging <laughs> up, dad 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 <laughs> I'm like don't say that to me <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you see much of your family Now that you're You know yeah. away a lot Yeah you'd still be I do
1: I try and come home As much as I can Like Like I do a lot in Ireland Like most of my shows And everything Like my headline shows Are all Irish based Like You
0: mm-hmm. know All
1: my PR Is Irish based So like I'm in and out Like a bloody yo-yo Um, I only come over to England Really to write Go into the studio Because I have a few um Producers here That I've made Really good connections with that I just love to work with them. So I'm kind of keeping that relationship going. Yeah. Other than that, like I'm at home, like during lockdown, when I knew it was getting really serious, I went home. Yeah. And that we babies in the family, I'm constantly like oh, any time so I can get, I'm like, I'm going home. I need a hug. of oh, those <laughs> pea heads. I just love the smell I of their know. little pea heads. And they're so fat and cuddly, And I'm like, oh, I love you. So, Is your base psycho, in- Nanny <laughs> Is
0: your base in, in Dublin or Cork? Cork Oh Cork Yeah okay
1: It's either the Hard Rock in Dublin Or my mam's in Cork Are here (laughs)
0: Yeah I think we have time for one last question 10 Number 10 Is there something you fail at regularly?
1: Yeah actually I do I Fail at being kind to myself A lot Okay Tell me about um, that. That's a massive failure of mine and something that I'm really, really trying to work on. Mm-hmm. Like I'm really bad at like <clears throat> body shaming myself, being really hard on myself when I get off stage, being really hard on myself when I see photos from photo shoots. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really, really hard on myself. And it's something I'm really trying to work on because if I don't I'll never get anything out like because I'm I'm like even like getting mixes back I'm like oh I hate my vocals there Oh, my yeah. vocals sound shocking there and they're like your vocals don't sound shocking I'm like oh, I want to redo that and there's like you they're they're fine like honestly they're grand or like I'll get off stage and I'll watch people's like instagrams back and I'm just like oh god that's such a bum note oh jesus christ I'm so out of breath there or I'm so bad at it. Yeah. Like, I can't post that photo because I look shit or I have a double chin or I have this. And I'm, I'm just bad. And I'm just like, stop.
0: Yeah. Like, I'm the, I'm the exact like same. That. I know I'm listening to you and I'm like, I know I do the exact same thing. And yeah. my boyfriend says to me, I'll be like, oh, I'm just so bad at this. And he's like, what are you talking about? You know, like where? Yeah. And because and you come across as really confident and mm-hmm. I would as well, if I go in and I meet people I'm, you know, really chatty and I'll chat away to people and I am for the most part, but then, yeah, there's that kind of like inner critic when you leave and you're like, oh, Yeah, why, why did I do that? I don't yeah, know
1: what yeah. it is. Where, do, where did I, I get it from? It's... Is it I don't a know. And it's like, it's really bad. It's like really bad. I was way worse before, like this year I've really worked on it and I've, I've definitely got better. Yeah. But like I have still have a long road to go. Like I need to like even to the point where, like, you know, a couple of Christmases ago, I went and on the Christmas morning swim and I was wearing my mom's red swimsuit from Bloody Duns, I think it was, or something like that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I was at the Christmas swim. Who gives a shite what I look like? Yeah. And I ran in and I ran back, and this photographer was taking photos of me. And next minute my mom was like, Oh my gosh, you're in the you're at the front of it's like one of the Irish newspapers anyway. Really? And I I now now will not go back and do the swim in case somebody takes a photo of me in a a swimsuit. And I'm like, stop. Like, go and do it. It doesn't matter. Just fucking get over yourself. Nobody cares. Like, Mm. and I shouldn't care. And I should just love my body because it's working. I'm living, I'm breathing. And and you are fabulous. (laughs) You are. Thank you. Bad. but like, that's
0: yeah. No, that's it's really shitty though that there's someone there taking, you know, like because you just it's Christmas Day and you want to, you know, be in peace. That that is annoying. That 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 like, yeah, that that is a worry that that might happen that you might end up on the front of the newspaper, like liar. was a Christmas
1: Day swim. If I was nice to myself, I'd be like, cool. It's red swimsuit. It's Christmas morning. You're mm-hmm. having great fun. blah, Blah rather than looking at it with, with this hate for myself. Like why I should love myself because I I need to, because it's a hard enough industry to be in where you get bashed by people that don't even bloody know you. So then I know myself. So why won't I love myself? It's just, it's, it's just hard. And that's a massive failure of mine in life. Mm -hmm. And what are you, what are you doing to try and
0: um, combat that? Like what, how are you trying to get better? Are you, is there anything in particular that you're doing?
1: I'm just trying to normalize things like I mm. used to be very embarrassed of like I've cellulite all up the back of my legs and on my bum. And I'm I'm just trying to normalize that that's OK. Oh, it's yeah. fine. You don't have to hide it anymore. And like I've started to wear skirts just to be like, yeah, so what? Like and mm-hmm. it's just small things like, that point. like not making the decision to cover it up because I'm embarrassed by it, but like letting it out and yes, being yes. confident showing people and then Once I go out and, you know, nobody's going to say anything to me about it. because It's normal. I'm like, okay,
0: yeah, this is cool. And people will always respond when you when you do things like that. And when you're like, you know, here's my cellulite. Here's whatever. Here are my flaws. Here are my failures. People really like that, actually. Like they really respond to that because they're like, oh, me, too. You know, it's really nice to see, you know, you being so open about something. Um, yeah. It ultimately kind Definitely. of has a better knock on effect in every way.
1: Yeah. And like things like when I get my photos back now, I'm like, you know, normally I wouldn't p- pick any photos where I'm like laughing or smiling. Cause I, I'm not a fan of my teeth cause I just, I'm not. Mm. And now I'm like, no, I am going to pick that photo. Yeah. I Like my, my are like this, but they're going to be like that. And I'm just trying to make those decisions so that in, in my, in my own self I'm normalizing what I don't like about myself because there's nothing not to like about it
0: amazing yeah amazing so that's that's how I'm doing it at the moment anyway great well thank you so much this has been thank you so enjoyable I've actually so loved much. chatting to you this has been I know I don't want to so go night. I know <laughs> I just want to be mates now <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Fail Harder. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you like the podcast, it would be so helpful if you could subscribe to it, rate and review it, share it on social media or with a friend. One or all of these things is so appreciated. Thank you.
1: This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the podcast studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.